Hey everyone, welcome to 41 Strong. Chuck Tate here. Great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for taking your time to watch and listen. Today is episode 96. That's right, episode 96. And it's a special episode because I have my good friend, author, entrepreneur, social media strategist, book launch boss, the one and only Anna LeBaron is in the house today. Well, she's not actually in this house, but she is live uh, right now. We're on video from video link with her all the way in Dallas. So I just want to say, Anna, welcome to 41 Strong. Great to have you back. Thank you, Chuck. It's a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to connect with you again. I think I lost your audio, Anna. I could I could see you on my monitor talking, but I I, I can't hear you. I'm not for sure um, what happened, but I but I lost I you there. You. So we'll get our producer Mike to, to help us out and see if I can. Um, can you? I think everybody can else can me? see you. Everybody else can hear you, but um, I'm in my own box oh, without can. access to the world right now. So um, <laughs> so we will. Um, Try to figure out what's going on here with that. So, so if if everybody else can hear me and you can't, then it sounds like I get to take control of the show, and I get to talk about whatever I want. Can you hear me now? I feel like a Verizon commercial is happening as we speak. because we were chatting just a minute ago before it went live. I don't, um, <laughs> I talk about and talk um, hey, there. proudly about taking over control. Can you hear I me can now? hear you now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought I was gonna have to just take control of the show and then all of a sudden I didn't have very many words when I thought that was how it was gonna be. Oh, I'm so I'm so <laughs> sorry. That's the the um sometimes technology could be un unpredictable and when you're doing a live show and using live stream video um, Link. Sometimes that's the case, but uh, man, praise the Lord! I can see you. I can hear you. We are back. And you have control of your own show again. Yeah. Because I was going to take over. Well, it would probably probably be better with you just just going for it. But uh, anyway, well, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, I'm just grateful for your time, Anna, and um, loved obviously um, your book, the, the Polygamous Daughter. So let's just begin by by introducing you to those perhaps that are watching and listening today that are unfamiliar with you, unfamiliar with your, your story. Um, 41 Strong is a podcast that, that delivers stories and scriptures to encourage people to, to hold on and to stand strong. And what's so um, amazing about you and your story, if the, just the average person ran into you at the supermarket, at the store. You just have one of the most fun personalities, one of the most bubbly personalities of anybody that I know, of anybody that I've met. The average person would have no clue the life that you've had. And I just, I mean, that's a testimony to, to God, for one, and the fact that you have... Um, 
man, you've allowed God to, to shine to shine through you, and um, and it's just it's just awesome to see. So you're you're the author of a book. It's called the the Polygamous Daughter. It's with Tindo House Publishers. We're both Tindo House authors, right? So um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've we've had you at our church. In fact, a year ago Mother's Day. You shared your story mm-hmm. at Rock Church, and we sat down and we unpacked that story. So why don't you um, just share um, just a, a, kind of a short synopsis of, of the polygamous daughter and what that means, and then we'll start on you know um, talking to, to writers and authors and aspiring writers. But let's just go ahead and tell us about the polygamous daughter. Well, in a nutshell, I was born and raised in a violent polygamist cult led by my father, Ervil LeBaron. Um, He was uh, dubbed the Mormon Manson by the news media outlets that would report on the atrocities that he was responsible for. Um, He ordered mob style hits on um, anywhere from 28 to 38 people, depending on which investigator is counting. I lived my life um, up until the age of 13 when I managed to escape on the run from the law. And so that meant moving around um, a lifestyle of fear, chaos, insecurity. Um, Just it was um, difficult um, to say the least. And probably um, my life was characterized by trauma and all the abuses you can imagine that happen in these very closed secret societies. Um, But you don't have to be born into a polygamous cult to experience trauma and abuse. And the polygamous wholeness and aliveness are available to everyone, no matter what kind of background you came from or the family of origin that you came from. Amen. Well, I, um, when I read your book, I couldn't put it down. I just, I just, I laid on the couch. I took it with me in the car. I sat at a table. I just remember, um, I would stop and go and tell my wife Annette, Oh my gosh, you won't believe this, this story. This is just so crazy. What a testimony of God's grace and his mercy and divine appointments. His hand was upon you. Not only did you get out of that, that cult prior to that, of course you found Christ and now you're sharing your story, um, with the world and you've done that through your book. So thank you for, for, for sharing your story. And I also want to let all of our, our listeners and, and viewers know that um, you know, this is on a second time on 41 Strong. And the first time she was on, um, she shared her entire story. So we will try to include that, um, include that link with this one just so um, for those of you that are unfamiliar, you can go back and you can, you can watch the powerful podcast where uh, she just unpacks everything that, that she's been through. So, so Anna, let's talk a little bit about your publishing journey. I mean, you had a story to tell and now you've told that story, but how did, how did you end up with Tindall House Publishers? How did the, the polygamist's daughter end up getting published? Well, I knew I wanted to tell my story for decades. I just didn't know how to get it from the inside of me to the outside on paper. Um, I went to a writing conference in January of 2014, where it's called Release the Writer, and Wendy K. Walters is the um, 
she does the writing conference that I went to that helped me so tremendously. Um, I went to that conference and left there equipped and um, instructed and released and what she called unleashed mm. to share my message with the world. And apparently it worked really well because when I left there, um, within a few months, I had over 40,000 words written in wow. the first draft of my manuscript. Wow. And so with that um, conference, with that, um, like, I really believe that once you uh, set your intention to do something and you decide to walk in obedience to the things that God has called you to do, once you begin taking those steps, even tiny little baby steps in obedience, um, God comes along and just brings you everything that you need to walk and act in obedience. And that's what happened. My friend, uh, that, told her, you know, about my, her, she said, I have a friend with a story and told her a little bit about me. That agent gave my friend a card um, through a long series. It's a long story, but um, eventually that card ended up in my hands. I talked to the agent. She told me I need three sample chapters and a book proposal in order to pitch your book to publishers. And she said, um, because I did not have a lot of writing experience except a blog and, you know, writing, posting on Facebook. <laughs> so if you can write a post on Facebook and you can write uh, words, then you're probably a writer. And if you have a book inside of you, um, you probably have what it takes to actually get a manuscript written. It's above my pay grade to say whether a story is marketable or commercially viable or not. That's not my uh, skill or expertise, but I can help anyone get a story from the inside to the outside. Um, so that said, my agent said to me, I won't work with you unless you hire a professional editor. Hmm. Because when you don't have a lot of writing skill or writing experience, um, you just need that extra help. And what I've learned along the way is that every writer needs an editor. Hmm. So um, I, I worked, I found an editor that helped me get those three sample chapters uh, fleshed out. I got a book proposal written and then had the editor um, professionally edit it and then turned those into my agent. And once we had that complete, she started pitching my book to publishers. And as most writers will tell you, um, when the agent is uh, pitching your book, you're going to get a lot of no's before you get a yes. Mm. But let me tell you, you only need one yes. That's right. And so once you have a publisher that says yes, um, then you're in business. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get, a, you get to have this, uh, you'll sign a contract with the publisher, and then you get to work on getting all the rest of the chapters um, submitted in a timely manner and within the deadline period. So that's a lot of pressure. So my uh, suggestion is that 
after your agent starts pitching that you continue working on the chapters contract um you have at least a lot of the work done <laughs> yeah absolutely i i know for me personally with 41 will come prior to a writers conference i think it's kind of kind of cool that both of our journeys began at a writers conference that just shows the the importance of being willing to, to learn, being willing to listen. And I sat at a writer's conference and was inspired. And even though I had this book dream on the inside of me, I wasn't real familiar with a book proposal. So for those that are watching mm -hmm. and listening, I would recommend to follow Chad Allen. Go to chadrallen.com and, and follow him. He has something called Book Proposal Academy. I went through it. Um, I'm a... Um, an alumni there, and um, he helped me craft my proposal. For those watching that, when when Anna's talking about book proposals, and you're like, "Wait, what's a book proposal?" You can't you can't get a book deal without a book proposal. And if you're unfamiliar with the book proposal, then then go check out bookproposalacademy.com or follow Chad R. Allen, and you get some information about that. And a book proposal simply is uh, one to two sample chapters from your book, as well as a synopsis of every chapter title, your marketing campaign and strategy. I mean, you can just Google book proposal templates and you can get some help there as well. But, um, but one of the, the keys that... Can I add one yes, more resource? Yes, absolutely. Okay, marydemuth.com or booklaunchmentor.com. She has a nonfiction book proposal template and a fiction book proposal template that you can download for just a few dollars. And then in addition, there are um, how to write a nonfiction book proposal and how to write a fiction book proposal that you can download for additional amounts, but very reasonable amounts that can get you started on the journey. And then if you decide you need help, then Book Proposal Academy, is that what it's called? Yep. Yes. Then you can get some more help. But just to get you started. That's, that's a great point. And I met Mary at Rewrite Conference. So, um, so how, cool, how cool was that? So um, for those that are, that are listening today and, and watching, then, and they're interested in getting, you know, getting published, um, what would you say to someone right now who's pursuing a publishing contract? Would you tell them, okay, find out what a book proposal it is and write it? Would that be what would your what would be the first thing you would tell them? Um, I do author coaching, so um, what my advice is always twofold. One, start writing, and I have a whole. Um, um, what is it called? I have a whole strategy for how to get a first draft of a manuscript written. And I think we don't have time to go into all that right here, but yes, write your manuscript. So that's one. And then two, you have to build your social media platform and your email list. So those two things, your social media platform and your email list, will be very instrumental in getting you a book contract with a traditional publisher. But regardless of whether you want to traditionally publish or self-publish, you need to have a social media platform. You need to um, 
begin reaching the people that are going to be the audience that is hungry for your message. If you have been given a message or God has downloaded a message to you through whatever form or fashion that has happened, and you believe that you have a message for the world, um, and it's been contained inside of you for some time, and you're ready to release that message to the world, you need to begin strategically connecting to the people that need that message through the use of social media and an email list. So I'm not an email list expert, but there are plenty of those online. You can Google how to grow your email list and then begin uh, practicing or doing whatever those people tell you, the experts tell you. My expertise is in social media. So I coach authors on how to do social media in a way that connects you to your audience and gets you to have um, higher engagement rates with the people that are, have connected with you through social media, specifically Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So um, we all know if you've been involved in Facebook uh, or Twitter, Instagram, at, for any length of time, you know that those uh, three platforms change and um, the algorithms change and things happen. And so I coach people on how to um, do social media in such a way that you uh, create an audience that, for your book that is to come. Wow, that's that's some, some really good advice. And I think um, we probably can't express enough how important social media and platform is when it comes to, to getting published. In fact, the, the three things that everyone needs to get published, and you'll hear this at any writer's conference you attend, and I'm sure, Anna, you've heard this, is you got to have a great idea. You need to have a great concept. You need to be a great writer, and there's some tools to help you with mm -hmm. that. And then, of course, you need to have a great platform. And if you have two out of three, you can still get published, but it yeah. is getting harder because of the competition and because of the number of books that are being published every every year. So what would, what would you say to the person um, watching or listening today that struggles with social media? They have a hard time. You know, there's a lot of people that, that don't like social media, but to get published, I and mean, if you're going to get your message with the world, it's vital, right? It's vital. So I have a couple of things that I would like to share. Um, first, um, the number one rule of social media is to be social. <laughs> I know that's kind of a shocker. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is to be to have fun on social media because people aren't on social media because they want you to quote the Bible to them day and night. Um, most people that are on social media that aren't trying to sell something to you um, that are just having fun on social media are there because they want to uh, connect with people, they want to be entertained, or they're just trying to pass the time because they're stuck at the DMV. So if you're not out there having fun and engaging and be being and acting in ways that are engaging, um, you're going to lose your audience. So um, I have a lot to say about that, but the number one thing I want to say to Christian communicators, um, especially those with struggle with the idea of building a platform, because you hear it, platform, platform, platform. It's the location, location, location of the real estate world. 
you have to have a platform, whether you traditionally publish or self-publish. So for those who have a little bit of res, uh, just resistance to the idea of building a platform, um, I just want to clarify some things. Um, you know, we, as Christians, we hold in really high value um, the ideas like um, he must increase, I must decrease, you know, Jesus first, um, you know, service to others. So the idea of building a platform kind of, kind of doesn't sit well with us because it feels like we're elevating ourselves. But I want to, to clarify that you're not building a pedestal to put yourself up on. What you're building is a platform. And a platform is simply a structure that a speaker stands on so that their voice can carry to the back of the room. Before there was amplification, ways to amplify voices, um, people had to be higher or elevated so that their voice could carry to the person in the back. Um, and the other part is can see listening is, is looking and seeing someone's face. So you have to have a platform in order to speak. So you're not building a platform to elevate yourself and put yourself up on display. You're building a platform so that your audience can hear you and see you when it's time for you to deliver your message. The most important thing is to remember that when you step up on a platform to deliver the message that God has given you, after you finish delivering that message, guess what? You step down off that platform and you go and you walk among the people that you have been called to serve. You are not elevating yourself forever and putting yourself up on a pedestal. You build your platform so that you can reach the audience that God intends to hear your message. That is great, great stuff. In fact, I wrote it down. It's worth repeating. Anna just said, when it comes to building your platform, you're building a structure so your voice can carry to the back of the room. Why? So you can share the message that God has put in your heart so it can help those that are listening. Wow. So, so, um, so. The platform was never about the speaker. Man. The platform is about the person in the back. That is so good. That is so good. I, I believe that. So then let's talk a little bit about getting that message out. So let's say somebody that, that, that's watching or listening, they've written their book. Maybe it's, maybe they have a publishing contract with a major publishing house, or perhaps they self-published and they're getting ready to launch their book. Anna, I am shocked at how many people launch books um, poorly. I mean, there's a lot of people that just, that they just launch and there's no launch teams. There's not a lot of effort. I mean, it's so important to, to have a book launch team and that's a service that you provide. So let's talk these last five minutes or so about the importance of, of launching a book and how someone would go about doing that successfully. Well, um, I kind of uh, stormed onto the book launch team market or service provision, I don't know, <laughs> about three years ago when I rogue launched a book for an author that I, um, that I wanted to help launch the book, but I wasn't selected to be on the launch team. And since then, I've kind of created a new way of launching books that is a lot more effective than the old way where 
um, you put together a team, you give them a few quote graphics, you give them an advanced copy of the book, whether it's a physical copy or a PDF, and then ask them to read the book and engage with graphics. And it's a more laid back approach to book launching. And my approach is a little bit more high energy. Anyone that's been on a launch team with me can tell you that. <laughs> You're high energy. <laughs> so, um, I'm high energy, so that's what I bring to my launch teams. And um, I have launched, I don't know how many books since 2015. And I currently have two books that are sitting on the New York Times bestseller list right now. Yes. So, so there's a way to launch books that is way more effective. And the way I say what I do is I give publishers a return on investment for the advanced reader copies that they give away to the launch team. We do that with encouraging pre-orders. We um, encourage reviews of the book and we encourage um, getting the book cover and the link to pre-order um, shared on social media in ways that people will engage with and in ways that will help the author um, get the pre-orders um, or uh, reach the pre-order goals that are set by the publisher. And that's something that um, I help them do consistently. Wow. And that's, that's good stuff. Can you, are you able to, to share some of the, the books that you've launched? Yeah. Um, like the two that are sitting on the New York Times bestseller list right now is Bob Goff's uh, Everybody Always and then Rachel Hollis's Girl, Wash Your Face. So those are two fun ones that are um, happening. I mean, they're already launched, but they're sitting on the list. And then I launched my own book. I launched uh, Jen, two of Jen Hatmaker's books, uh, For the Love. That For the Love is the one I Rogue launched in 2015. And then uh, I was hired by the publisher to launch Of Mess and Moxie. And um, there's others um, like Sally Clarkson's book, uh, the Life-Giving Home. I've launched Ruth Warner. She's my cousin. Um, I launched her book, The Sound of Gravel, and that one's also a New York Times bestseller. So um, just lots of fun titles. I have a long list and probably can't go over all of them right now. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I um, I read Everybody Always, love Bob Goff, such a fascinating book, so cool that, that you launched Like, who book. doesn't love Bob yeah, Goff? Yeah, Hello. yeah, if you don't love Bob Goff, then, then you might not love Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you don't love Bob Goff, get your heart right with Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In fact, didn't, didn't you launch um, his wife's book as well? It, yes, Maria Goff, okay. uh, Love Lives Here. Yes. So I wish I could say that me and the Goffs are really <laughs> FFs now. I will give you a little sneak peek into the book launch world in that um, Bob Goff has a children's book coming out in the fall. Wow. I'll be leading that launch team. And it's um, his first book, Love Does, but that's been rewritten into cha a little chapter book for six to 10 year olds is the, is the best audience. Um, so uh, that's going to be super exciting to do that one too. That is so <laughs> Because Love Does was so awesome. Yes, that's, that's so exciting. He's just kind of my, my new hero right now. I, I, 
I actually read Everybody Always first, then I went back and, and read Love Does and um, just changed my perspective on how I even approach people, loved it. Rachel Hollis, I haven't read her book, but I did listen to an interview with her recently on, on the Story Brand podcast with Donald Miller. But, um, mm -hmm. but anyway, Anna, why don't you tell people that are, um, you know, how, can, how they, can they get in, in contact with you? Obviously, um, you can help with social media, you can help with book launching, you have a lot of resources. Um, how can, how can our, our viewers and listeners connect with you? I have a website, AnnaLeBaron.com. And if you want any type of consulting about um, a coach or coaching as far as your uh, writing or book launching, that kind of thing, um, from my website, you can schedule an appointment with me. Um, you can also connect with me through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Anna K. LeBaron is my handle on those social media sites. All right. So website, AnnaLeBaron.com, and then your social media handle, um, Anna K. LeBaron. And um, I just want to tell everyone that's watching and listening, you need, if you're on social media, you need to follow Anna. You'll have fun. In fact, I wrote this down while you were talking, Anna. I put, be like Anna, be fun, right? Be like Anna and, and, yes. and be fun and share your story with the world. And she can help you do that. So take advantage of following her, going to her website, uh, take advantage of the resources that she offers so she can help you share your message that needs to get out to the last person in the back of the room. Anna, thank you yeah. so much for being on 41 Strong. Um, we, I think we need to schedule you regularly. I just, I just think, man, you, you're, you're awesome. I'm so grateful for, for your time. I would, I would love nothing more. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, we, we sure appreciate it. And we want to thank everyone for, for watching and listening today. So for our producer, Mike Sable, my guest has been Anna LeBaron. We look forward to seeing you on episode 97 next week. Bye-bye. PeoriaLife.com.